0: All right. Boom, baby. We are live. Welcome to Interview with the Man, episode 378. I am joined here by uh, Mr. Aaron Clary, who is the uh, Commander-in-Chief at AssholeConsulting.com. Yes, Uh, yes. Aaron Clary is just uh, the most optimistic man in the manosphere.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, we're here. To, we're, listen, guys, today, today, listen, we're just going give, to give it very straight. We finished up the series of how a loser lives his life. Now we're going to talk about the economic doom that America is heading towards. And uh, it's a you got to put on your big boy episode pants because uh, we're going to get pretty deep and dark. But I, it's just imperative that you guys know what what is I mean, this is inevitable, right, Cappy? At this point, yeah, it's 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 going to happen. Um
1: It's uh, it it there's other factors that determine when it's going to happen, when there might be a crisis, when there's going to be a crash, and that's always the debate of economics. You can, it's very much like building up a ton of fuel. Mm-hmm. It's like well, you could build up all the fuel in the world and say this is overvalued or we're about to crash or that's about to blow up, but not until you have a spark do you get an explosion. So um you can. You could see, for example, the housing bubble that lasted easily two more years than it had to. It just took a, a huge major default on uh, the mortgage market for that to trigger it. So, yeah, it's, it's not it, it's a question of when, not if uh, and nobody knows when even economists like me.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I'm me and Charlie, uh, we're under the impression that this whole uh situation with the, the the beer bug situation we believe it's it's a cover up for uh, the banks and and all the people to kind of catch up on their endless money printing I know it sounds a little tinfoil hat but I mean look at what was happened with Deutsche Bank in uh, February you know uh their shares were tanking and um, there's people don't seem to realize that <laughs> the longer we go on with this fiat money system that is now internationally intertwined uh, the 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 more in, incredibly insane the fall the going to be. Am I, am I missing out here? But I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Yeah, the,
1: and define fallout like you could still have a growing economy mm-hmm. uh, in an inflationary environment. I, uh, because the the key thing with inflation is that it changes prices so quickly. It then mm-hmm. starts to interrupt the functioning of the normal government um but you can have inflation like for example in the 70s uh i don't even know if you were around then but we had Mm -hmm. stagflation in the united states there was still economic growth we just had a significant amount of inflation uh what you're really worried about is again let's use the uh housing bubble as an example we could use the education bubbles where you print off money or you lend money at very low interest rates to a particular sector of the economy and then all of a sudden the underlying value of that asset or that economy cannot keep up with prices Anyone who's invested in that particular economy, be it uh, people buying college degrees, right? Or people buying McMansions in the suburbs, then taking the home equity out to buy themselves a Corvette, uh, when the money is cut off, whether it's low interest rates, lending at low rates, or just money printer go burr, mm-hmm. uh, then prices collapse. And then all the assets, all the investment that were based on this continual perpetuation of increased prices or the currently high prices usually use it as collateral. That dries up, banks cut off lending, and then then
0: you have a genuine economic recession, right um, we have this uh again, like this 1.9 trillion dollar uh, bill that was just passed, which I think is like the largest uh, economic bailout package we've ever ever had yeah. in American yeah. history yeah. um what you know have you actually looked into the details of the bill, the bill itself? No, uh simply because
1: i don't I can't. I'm I'm so done with watching the news, <laughs> and I've. This is what our 10th, 12th bailout. We, we did the SNL bailout, which if you guys probably don't remember. That was in 1989. There was long-term credit management bailout. We didn't care about that. We bailed out the banks. We're going to bail out college students, and it just now we're gonna we're gonna essentially bail out the American public, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not just the United States. Every major economy in the world right now. Their central banks are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's simply this: it's it's are you going to force your population to work up and pay for what it wants, or are politicians simply going to print off money to bail people out of their mistakes, out of their sins, out of their errors, out of their dumbass decisions, mm-hmm. uh, or just to buy votes? And so one one will actually increase economic growth by forcing people into reality; the other. <clears throat> Again, depending on how much you print off, uh, down the road, if it keeps going, yes, that will also deter economic growth, but it'll fundamentally warp any financial incentives people have to work, invest, uh, pricing, which is a boring concept. You need to know the value of something in order to like for a business to like, what's the cost of that factory going to be? Well, if inflation is 15%, we don't know, um, and so that's that's the what they're doing. But I've stopped caring because uh, to give you a little bit of a history, I was one of the people way ahead of the curve on the education bubble warning people about worthless degrees mm-hmm. and the uh, housing crash. And not only did no one listen, I got reprimanded, yelled at, you know, I'm, I'm called isms because I tell girls not to major in dumb crap. And mm-hmm. so, after a while, you just give up your hand, and because my life is too short, and I already know the end of this story, and I don't care, and I'm not going to stop it. So it's 1.9 trillion. I'm sure it's going to everybody except those who probably need it. I'm sure y'all, <laughs> got, I'm sure y'all got your Biden bucks or your Trump bucks. I'm, I'm happy you all bought Xbox 360s. Now everyone's life is going to be perfect because y'all got your Trump bucks that one time. Uh, but it, it's, uh, I, I just don't care. I I, you know, I I even wrote a book called enjoy the decline eight years yeah. ago where, where it's just like, who cares? You know, give up. I'm I'm not going to waste my happiness, my mental health or my, my simple time on this type of stuff. I mean, if someone paid me an egregious amount of money, I'd look it up, but I'm, I'm not getting paid egregious money to look up budget issues.
0: We have one of your, uh, one of your delightful fans analysis says I'm here for Aaron. The other dude's a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> thanks Marco. Thanks Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, the I I think one of the the bigger things that um is kind of swept under the carpet in the red pill area is uh, a fear to confront your financial problems because because everybody thinks uh, the solution to your financial problem is get rich and then it's such like a, a a mindset of of like it's an intimidating thing to to try and do and most people would rather you know comfort comfortably kind of like eke their way through life then right you know you know kind of go for that but i mean you're a big fan of minimalism i know it doesn't look like it but i'm actually a huge minimalist myself um i really hate having tons of stuff around the house it drives me nuts i seriously wear the same pair of pants probably four days out of the week disgrace gray sweatpants sure. and the same shoes because I, I just can't be bothered to to use my mental willpower to pick up outfits and stuff i'd rather just focus on Building my business, obviously, you know, I'm huge into crypto and, and all that jazz. So I'd rather just use my energy will points to, to maximize my, my uh, money earning skills right now than, you know, wonder, like, should I coordinate jeans and, and shoes? And I know it sounds like petty, but trust me, it, it adds up. It does. Yeah. No, and <clears throat> there's, there's another thing. We could talk
1: about how most people, they would like to become rich, but they're looking for the easy way out. Okay, you got to understand this, big deadly series. Most people are inferior yes and the reason most people are inferior is because they're lazy uh and that's a human genetic trait because yep. that's how we survived in the olden days yep. and your goal was to just get by in the olden days because you didn't know when your next antelope for food was coming along you didn't know if the crop was going to come in right. so there's there's this huge uh biological program every human every human has in them because i want to be lazy i just choose to work really hard so I don't have to have over the long term. I spend less money. I work hard now, so I spend less time, energy, and effort. <clears throat> but now that we live in, mostly I think everyone tuning in is in a democracy. Uh, right. That unfortunately is the Achilles' heel uh, to democracy is human laziness, where it's like, well, I could just vote in other people's stuff. And if you look, yeah. I don't. Know, I'm sure it's not the same in Japan, but certainly uh, Western cultures, first world Western cultures. Yeah. It's those brat bastards over there have more than you because of choose from a long menu list of reasons. They're Jewish. They're black. They're Hispanic. So we go with race. Mm -hmm. They're male. They're female. They're non-binary. We're going to go with gender, real or made up mental illnesses, real or made up their religion. We're all going to go with traits uh and it's it's team x versus team y and those guys are benefiting unfairly and that's why i'm entitled to to universal basic income or to be bailed out of my student loans or to have i mean we could go way back to the fdr days why i'm entitled to social security uh and all all it is is people they don't want to work but they don't want to achieve excellence either and what's really interesting especially now with the internet you can see this in the olden days, if you were on welfare or whatever, you collected your check, you, you, uh, whatever, you bought some food, maybe you grabbed yourself a, a bottle of booze or wine or something, you went home and you watched your daytime soaps. Now on the internet, uh, you have this vanity where these, again, mostly inferior people celebrate the brand of me. Yeah. And like, I got this, it's social media. And oh my goodness, look at me. You're like, dude, bro, look at us partying it up. You know, we got bottle service in Vegas. They're all bankrupt. They're all begging for a bailout. None of them saving for a 401k retirement plan. Yeah. And so I, that's what, you know, that's why I can't watch it anymore. You know, I can't, I can't, I don't like doing social media. I don't like watching the news. I don't care what Fippy Fizz and his three Fizzettes said in Hollywood <laughs> today. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's and that's that kind of gives you the psychological uh, layout of the, the battlefield or what you're facing. The vast majority of people don't want to work. The yeah. vast majority of people are willing to lie to themselves because they know as long as it gets some free money, it's other people's fault. And I'm entitled to free crap. Yeah. Uh, and then for those of you who happen to be independent. You want to achieve excellence or and doesn't even have to be in a financial capacity. You just want to you don't want your life pissed away. You want to go live it, uh, be it in terms of pursuing excellence in uh, physical endeavors, could be entrepreneurial endeavors, intellectual endeavors, or maybe you just want to have a thin wife and a nuclear family and some kids, that's like the most radical thing. I mean, she makes you a sandwich every <laughs> once in a while. That's really rebellious. I mean, it's okay yep. if you want to make a quarter million a year, but if you want a thin wife to be married to you till death, do you partner? That's radical. Uh, these people will be jealous, not just on financial levels, but emotional, physique, uh, intellectual, mental. I mean, I, you, you could even see it where people brag about their mental illnesses. It's like, you should not be celebrating something that makes you miserable. But that's that's it. So that just so you know, it it doesn't solve these problems, but it explains what a lot of people are facing today, economically, psychologically,
0: sociologically. I I, the 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 endless grasping uh, for uh, 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 a trophy of mediocrity always cracks me up. Uh, Yes, Adriano Ramos with the A two dollars says, "Cappy should MLD get a vasectomy too." I think I know uh, the answer to that yeah, one. Well, I know. Uh, I
1: mean, yeah, if you want the human race to continue un- unimpeded, but no, yep. I think <laughs> I think I hate I hate to give John a compliment. Um, Don't he's, do found, it. he's found he's found a culture where it wouldn't surprise me someday with Mister Boppy or Bape or whatever the heck he has got. All of a sudden, there's this cute little Asian girl that had a little bit more twinkle in her eye than the other cute Asian girls, and then he's got a a brood of 10 children, and he all names them John. Uh, yep. And, you know, I I can see you because you're having fun. You found a culture you're getting along with, and the girls seem to like yep. you over there, too. So I, I I would not get a vasectomy if you, if you want to have kids.
0: No, yeah. No, I mean, I've thought about it turning uh, 35 now, but, I mean, I just got so much momentum with uh, my personal life and my goals that, you know, I, I got a couple more years I could put it off for. Mm-hmm. Does uh, let me ask you some does, does does Miss Cappy make you sandwich uh, when you ask for it?
1: Oh she just uh, yesterday uh wasn't sandwich it was mahi mahi tuna mm-hmm. with carbless noodles and uh roasted beets. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that that's not that's not every day the girl has a real job and all that but yeah mm-hmm. about at least two meals a week are kind of prepared uh if not three or four and What's uh, the but go-to we also sandwich Go to say, I don't, uh, it's, it's not,
0: it's not sandwich. It's, uh, yes, what is it?
1: Well, it, it, mine it is a,
0: mine. Is, you know, you do know Udon is Udon noodles. Oh, yeah. The noodles. Sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> she makes me Udon noodles with, uh, with thin, uh, boiled like, uh, beef slice. Yeah. Beef slices. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. We, uh, well, the other thing is we also like to get out of the house cause I work from home. So okay. uh, I'm sure if I had a regular job, we'd be eating at home more. But she's like, Do you want dinner? I'm like, Yeah, but not here. Let's get the heck out. So yeah, she probably would cook more. Um, if I didn't want to be cooped up at my house all day. Uh, but my I guess my go-to, to be perfectly honest, is Poke Bowl. Okay. Because Pokey is awesome, man. Like Nancy. there's a there's a great place <laughs> down there, and I'll like get a big super chat. I'm like, Oh boy, Pokey Bowl today, guys. <laughs> Bowl. how much is a poke bowl running you these days up in well, Minnesota? it's uh the the regular poke bowl is 15 bucks but i usually am willing to spend an extra couple bucks to get like you know maybe some extra jalapenos or masago hey. or maybe the spicy tuna um so it depends on that but they fill you up so you don't want to you don't want to get
0: too many extras because uh, i'm yeah. a smaller it's guy easy.
1: but it can run 20 bucks but that's like the super poke bowl from heaven
0: so that everybody knows what to get you for your birthday now twenty dollars super chats for pokeballs <laughs> um all right so let let's talk about this because um obviously you you know um i I think I'm the only one who has actively has a channel in this weird corner of the internet that we're in <laughs> our industry <laughs> yeah that uh that talks about ed- – I, I don't think anybody else has a weekly show educating men about cryptocurrency. And I stuck to my guns because I knew this was coming. Mm. When I first started off, the analytics on the channel were the worst. They were just the worst thing. It was the most unwatched stuff, and now it's rivaling uh, the dating stuff. And um, I just knew two things. I knew the power of the internet was only going to increase, and I knew inflation was going to increase. And I saw what Airbnb did to the hotel industry. I saw what Uber did to the taxi industry mm-hmm. and I said to myself Bitcoin is coming for the banking industry. Like, you know, that's a big target to come from. Um and I'm not saying Bitcoin's always going to be the winner, but right now um I think with uh all this insane money printing, um Bitcoin is it's it's becoming unignorable at mm-hmm. this point. Right. And I, it,
1: a concept I want people understand about crypto relative to other currencies is, uh, when, when we talk about inflation, don't view about it as price. And certainly this is the key to understanding inflation is to never think of the word value. There is no value. Like people said, my house went up by 30%. No, your house did not go up in value by 30%. They just printed off 30% more money. It's Mm -hmm. the same house. I'm sure a new house today has slightly better technology than a house did two years ago. But our housing stock, the value of our property did not increase 30%. The -hmm. stock market, again, oh, my stocks are doing great and I have a big dick. No, you live in a country where they printed off more yuan, yen, pounds, dollars, and that money has to go somewhere. So with cryptocurrency, uh, or we could say other precious metals or quasi-currencies like uh, gold or silver um it's not so much that you're investing like now crypto has gone up tremendously so i would say the value has gone up because there's been a fundamental shift more people are starting to appreciate and realize what crypto is and can do <clears throat> but realize it's it's a state it's a, a store of value it's, it's rapidly right. increasing a place to store your purchasing power so you're not it's not that you are forty thousand percent richer uh it's that you didn't hold on to dollars which are rapidly decreasing in value and you've maintained your purchasing power yeah. a lot of people say oh what what should I do to invest against it? inflation It's like well you could do silver I think that's one of my favorite things to do uh investing in a diversified stock index like the s p 500 has proven to also be a very good hedge against inflation mm-hmm. people who own their homes if you have home ownership over time generally you'll also be hedged against inflation but you are not doing investing yeah there there is a there is a real rate of return there but most of it most of the gains over uh, oh gosh i'd say even the past hundred years most of the gains come from the fact that we've increased our money supply by that much so mm-hmm. something real interesting to do let's take bitcoin for example it's 21 million dollars or 21 million current units
0: right uh and
1: how old is bitcoin i could probably even look this up real quick how long has bitcoin been around
0: uh it came out of like 2009 so about 12 years, give or take. All right. So the, if you'll and bear there's not, with me, tw- there's 21 million is the is the amount that will be ever released. But currently, I think only 18 to 19 million are in circulation.
1: <clears throat> right. So here I'm just going to pull up the monetary base, which is the number of uh, dollars in circulation, like actual okay. printed off dollars. So in 2009, there was one point five trillion dollars in circulation. Do you know what that is today? There was one point. I'm sorry, 1.9 trillion dollars. You said 1.1.9 $1. trillion dollars. Oh, when, when crypto came, when when Bitcoin came out in 2009, one, uh, 1. 1.5 trillion U.S. dollars global supply. That's mm. how many dollars are in circulation. We can argue M2, M3 money supply for any economist. I'm talking. I'm just talking the monetary base. What money printer went first? So 1.5 trillion. Now this is like 11 years later. Do you know how many U.S. dollars are in global circulation? Total supply of global dollars.
0: Uh, 100
1: trillion. No. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. 5.6. 5, 5. 100 uh, trillion, we'd have some serious issues. Okay. Uh, 5.6. So we've- <laughs> 5.6. Incre- okay. Yeah. We've increased the money supply four times. Right. Right? And and it, it. so the ratio, if we, I'd have to do the numbers and calculate, If you right. want to know what the real exchange rate is, you take the global supply, of one currency and you divide it by the global supply of the other. Cause that's how many dollars per Bitcoin there is. The wow. currency markets may trade that differently, but right now if we we're to like say, okay, how many dollars are there? And how many uh, Bitcoins are there? You take 5.6 trillion. You divide it by uh, five. I'm, no, I'm sorry. You take, yeah. 5.6 trillion. You divide it by 21
0: uh, million. Heck, I could right. probably do that right here. Five, six. Oh, I got the seven. exact number. So currently. Well, the exact number of bitcoins eighteen point six million Bitcoin are currently in, um, in circulation. Okay, so let's
1: let me let me pull it up. This would be a incredible benefit for any of your audience. Do you want me to pull to... up a calculator and
0: we? I can. No, do I'm, it on... I'm doing
1: it. I'm doing it right now. I try, I'm a professional economist. It's just I'm hard. I'm bad with decimals. All right, that's five thousand six hundred. That's thousands. One, two, three. That's uh, millions. One, two. Three, that's billions. One, two, three, that's trillions divided by 18 million. One, eight, zero, zero 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 zero. So the ratio is $311,000 per Bitcoin. Wow. Yeah. So just to give you a perspective. Now, I'm not saying it's going to go up to that. But, but all I'm these not- people, oh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, da, 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 and I know there's other competing cryptocurrencies out there. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, for every crypto, for every Bitcoin out there, there's 311000 U.S. dollars. And I wonder if that number is going to keep going up. And inevitably what's going to happen if we keep doing this, maybe not all, you know, someday we'll wake up and, oh my gosh, it's worth 300000 someday. But the more and more dollars you're going to flood with the market, let alone any other currency, relative to a cryptocurrency that has a limited fixed fin- uh, finite amount, the ratio that ratio is only going to increase. And so hopefully you kind of see how it's it's not yeah. about it's not about value it's yeah. about maintaining your purchasing power.
0: What I've been doing too is kind of reverse hedge cuz I know that there are some people in the government that are intentionally they need assets to inflate and I believe crypto is just going to be another asset to, for them to inflate. I mean why not? It's way easier than a house. A house you have oh, to yeah. build. Crypto you'd be like, yeah, it's it's over there in space. Get <laughs> my username and password. Here we are. Yeah, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Well, so print it up. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. And and it doesn't have to be crypto. And and uh, but you could you could buy silver. You could buy stocks. Uh, it is a lot easier to have a brokerage account with a username and a password mm-hmm. uh, than it is to buy a home. Yep. Or or you know, cause a home there's closing costs and you gotta maintain it and there's expenses associated with it. So I'm just trying to open everybody's mind listening. Uh that going forward, you know, everyone's thinking about investing. I'm thinking you really got to look at this more as hedging against inflation and maintaining your purchasing power. And cryptocurrency, I believe, is
0: is one of those venues you should consider. Yep. Yep. How how let me ask you something? Because you mentioned uh in some of your financial stuff, and I think it was on your Twitter, but you you only own you know, you're in the only own one house, but why didn't you go down the route of like collecting homes and and collecting rental income? Why did you shy did. away from that?
1: Well, a, a couple of reasons, but I, I did. I had two rental properties at one time and mm-hmm. uh what what got me out was Minnesota. Uh my I had a property in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sold that, gosh, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And thank God I did because those riots were no more than three blocks away from my house. My my neighborhood bar got burnt down. Wow. Uh, so the, the property taxes, but it, what really drove me away was the property taxes because I was making money on the property and then all of a sudden they jacked up property, but I think it was like 400% in seven years and now it was no longer a profitable asset. What the fuck? Well, you don't, we can talk about it later, but Basically, if you're in a large leftist city, you don't own your property. You're really just renting it from the city and the county. Mm -hmm. And they will. I was paying more in taxes than I I was generating in rent, you know, for God's sake. Um, Here come
0: the degenerates from Charlie's channel. They're all piling in to get ready for the crypto and (laughs) everything to be spotted in the chat. If you guys have questions for Cappy, send it super chat. Send him a twenty dollars Pokeball super chat. I'll I'll PayPal it over to him. Send twenty five dollars to cover the fee for me. Sure, sure.
1: time and labor, right? Uh, Uh, But anyway, so but and then I I had another. I moved out to the Burbs. uh, Yeah, and I sold that house because I want to get out of Minnesota. Uh, I don't want to be here anymore, and I'm I'm building a little house. It's not a glorious house, but it's a nice little house in South Dakota. So that's I did have rental property at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I can retire so early, but I I don't want to own property anymore.
0: So let me ask you, kind of may may seem an elementary question to you, but I think it'd be, it's a good question for the audience as well. What's the benefit of these stupid governments in Minneapolis raising the property tax if it's just driving people like you out of the market? It's it, there is no benefit to it. You're, it's it's mm-hmm. called it, it triggers what's called capital flight.
1: Uh, or right. sometimes also called brain drain. Uh, you, you, there's no reason or logic to it. Don't think there's a reason or logic to it. It is lazy, truly privileged, elitist jerks who are on the city council and the county board who want to get reelected. And as I said before, John, their number one thing is they're lazy and they want to avoid work. And being a an elected government official is one of the lazier jobs you can get. They don't care what they do to their city. They don't care what they do to the Population that lives within the city, and by the way, the vast majority. If you think you think Democrats or leftists or socialists, whichever country you know, or Labor Party is your friend, the majority of people who suffered in these riots were not your white picket fence conservatives. Uh, the people's buildings who got burned down were, at least in the Twin Cities, immigrants. Yeah, what what the political uh, electorate wants to do is just keep their government jobs, yeah. and you tell population of lazy people that it's the rich people's fault that's generally your most universal scapegoat because actually minneapolis is quite a diversified city so you can't say it's that group of people or this group of people because you're going to alienate a significant percent of those people um so you just oh we're going to increase property owners they, they all watch that and so what ends up happening is you drive hard-working people out and then even now, to be intellectually honest, prices have gone up in the Twin Cities. Again, that's because we've printed off more money. right? But also, and this is not to get too much into uh, municipal analysis, uh, big cities always have a perpetual bailout in that there's always future younger generations that want to go to where all the action is. And so they go to college, they go to the nightclubs, they go to the bars and the restaurants. But they pay, and they pay, and I don't know if any younger people notice this, you pay an egregious amount of rent to live in yeah. these c- cities, yeah. and uh, as as well as tuition. And so that's what they kind of rely on. So you will have, and then those rents drive up and uh, drive up investment from uh, real estate developers, but it's now of the apartment variety or the condo variety. And so you never you never have a core group of citizens except for the parasitic class that are just living off the government dole and living in crappy neighborhoods. Uh, But you have a you have a transitory class of people that come in for all the nightlife, the younger people, generation of people. But they inevitably leave before they make good money. And then they go out where suburbs, different town, maybe a friendly major city like Dallas. And that's where you start to see genuine economic growth as well as you start to see decay within certain cities. For like example, Detroit, I think, would probably be one of the furthest down the rabbit hole in this regard. But Cleveland, to lead any, any Ohio city is crap. Um, <clears throat> other, oh, I'm trying to figure out, uh, Milwaukee, Chicago is kind of becoming this way.
0: It's, it's super slow t- just, process. Hey, this guy's yeah. in Chicago. It says, I live in Chicago. Thanks for the five bucks. Does the entitlement to other people's money is astonishing plan is to work in America, but fly Live in a cheap Latin American country. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the guys with the brains uh, are the ones, brains and the balls really are the ones that are leaving America in droves because they're, you know, they're the smart people are getting out of America. The ones that are relatively smart are leaving, you know, New York, California, places that are just insanely hard to get ahead. I, in my opinion, like the high taxes, the high fucking rent traffic traffic alone these idiots waste three four hours a day in traffic yeah no no and that's
1: and yeah and i would as as the donator pointed out the the ideal and maybe one day i'll get there is to generate your income in and not just one first world but several first worlds you know Mm -hmm. don't just be relying on one country but if you could get german clients and american clients and british clients or japanese clients Mm -hmm. go get them and then you live in a whichever, whichever country you like, oh, you like Paraguay. Okay. Or you like, uh, uh, Thailand or you like the Philippines or you like Dubai, although that's a pretty expensive place to live. Um, you can have a first world income yep. with third or second world cost of living and your, your standards of living,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, tri- triple
0: without you having to work harder. You just move. Yep. No. In the, in the honor of, uh, of the twin cities, I brought in another Minnesotan <laughs> uh we, <laughs> charlie from cultivate a, crypto when, when did we get the eiffel tower in minneapolis i didn't know we had the eiffel tower, <laughs> uh, that's tokyo no, it, tower. It, oh both, tokyo yeah.
2: tokyo sorry <laughs> we, we got we got rapungi hills over here we got a uh, bump fuji on over here but yeah
0: yeah no i just figured to bring on someone else to, to kind of have the trifecta traditional economist uh, the crypto expert and uh mm-hmm. the guy <laughs> who's wearing sunglasses at night yeah. Um <laughs> with this trio, <laughs> uh, this Motley crew, we can we can give you some solid financial advice. Uh
2: welcome Charlie. How you doing, bud? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and we had a good conversation back when was it? March, April, May, sometime around there when we had uh Aaron on the show that was on the Tokyo Crypto show. I remember
0: for uh one episode a while back there. That was a was a good conversation we yeah. had. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when he, Aaron was saying like how just the onboarding for crypto is a little bit tougher. But we we going to we we were, oh, we're yeah, going to talk about um, just this this one point nine trillion dollars, um, asset inflation, and just what's going on because um, this <laughs> this money that's being printed is uh, similar to something uh, Aaron mentioned in his book. Uh, Enjoy the decline, you know, just kind of like uh, a- again, it hate. I mean, Aaron, let me ask you this real quick. Obviously, the being even realistically optimistic for the future in America, it's um, it's going to be very hard to find like uh, I, to be really, really optimistic. I mean, what is the what is the end game? What do you think? Like, let's say 20 years from now, what is the day to day American life look like for the average person? I, th- I think uh, maybe not 20 years, but 30, 40 years where I think it
1: will kind of uh, plateau or stabilize is we're going to look like Brazil. We're going to be a, a solid second world country with some productive economic capacity, but we're going to be highly corrupt. There's going to be different racial groups. Uh, and that it may even be worse than Brazil, uh, because I don't think Brazil has the media, the education system, the nonprofit industry, uh, teachers and the government actively pitting. It's not even a long race, but different groups of people against one another uh now i don't know about brazil but i don't think their women hate their men at least yet to the level uh, that they do in the united states and some other western countries right. but in terms of standards of living you're going to have you know a pretty moderately corrupt somewhat functional economy uh you're going to be happy with two percent economic growth they're going to print off money there will be inflation um yeah i well, we're going to be a fat Brazil. Now that I think about it because I don't see I don't see I don't see women or men losing the weight. Uh, so maybe we'll be worse off than Brazil. But there'll be such a lack of, and we could talk economics all the time. But uh, how much money you got in your bank accounts? Only one thing. I think the, there's going to be a lack of uh, community or culture. Like it will no longer be American. It'll be well, I'm Hispanic American, and I'm female American. I'm a Caucasian American, or all right. these th- and it's those and there's just the social media is just going to be poisoning cancer which it already is to that you're going to be more worried about well what are the other groups of people going to say about me today and i can't believe those groups of people don't like me or because i'm, I'm this skin color I, I have that gender or whatever and so i think there'll be a very demoralizing um complete divestment from one's culture where it's just like Get the F out of here. This is my little community. Why would I, you know, like, for example, you already see it happening. Aside from Californians, I think everybody hates Californians. Like, intensely hates Californians. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I, I don't think anybody likes people from Portland or Seattle.
0: We hate Uh, Californians here in Japan when we see the Americans. Because the nearest America to us, other than Hawaii, is California. We have to deal with those idiots all the time. Just like, can this guy?
2: I would say, you know, people on the coasts are kind of worse overseas than they are even in America. That's saying something yeah so I,
1: I think it'll be like that um I don't think the United States will necessarily collapse or dissolve mm-hmm. um some groups of people are like, well, California will never leave their parasitic people need the rest of the productive people inland, yeah. same thing with new york uh, so i I think that will well, we already had civil war where some states try to leave and, and and the union decided that's not gonna happen, so I think it will maintain itself as one single uh country. But it's going to look nothing like it was, you know, from say nineteen forty to the nineteen sixties, where it was the dominant global economic superpower with great economic growth, decreasing debt, um, technological innovation, hot thin women that wore dresses, which is the most radical thing you know ever, and men that weren't just a bunch of saps. I mean, that's we're going to be a fat lazy Brazil. That's what we'll Yeah. Be.
0: Now, um, do you do you think there's anybody do you think this is just organically happening or do you think that, um, you know, this is uh, cause and effect or was this planned? Do you think China's behind it? I personally think China's behind it.
1: No, this has been happening long before that. It's I think it's human nature, not to say there hasn't been foreign agents or influence that that obviously have their own political agendas. But this is simply and this is happening across different countries and it will happen around all, all countries inevitably. Um, you have politicians mm-hmm. f- putting forth platforms that plays to human laziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this is just the natural way that humans go as we produce more and more stuff because there is more and more stuff we're producing. There are genuine economic and uh, technological advances. But food is, is the per- perfect thing. I remember far back enough when food was a significant percent of the family budget. Clothes were the same things. We had yeah. not yet gotten the the yield technology to the levels we do today or we hadn't even outsourced our textile and and clothes manufacturing so i remember like you would darn your socks my mom would so you know oh gosh and if you came home with a hole in your jeans oh were you in so much because jeans were expensive back then you're in a lot of trouble now food is essentially free yeah you, you can you can just look at the human reaction to it the reaction is let's get fat yeah they they have and so that tells me this is more uh, psychological darwinistic evolutionary and as we have more and more things produced for us more and more we are just going to be you know what it is exactly you guys see wally yeah oh yeah where, yeah. where every generation of the people in the starship kept getting fatter and fatter <laughs> that that's what it is i don't i mean <clears throat> certainly the democrats and leftists and socialists and labor are are capitalizing on this trend or this human biological fact but it's it's nothing planned it's it's very simple it's like you know, hey, Charlie, I'll pay you a hundred bucks to punch John. And Charlie's like, okay, you know, because, hey, who doesn't want the hundred bucks? It doesn't hurt Charlie. So that's, I I don't, I don't think it's that nefarious, but there are certainly
2: evil, vile forces that are capitalizing off of it. No, one thing I was just going to add on top of that is kind of interesting um, looking at different people who've kind of been calling, not the end of Western society, but just kind of how, you know, just trying to look at the progression of society is over time, because I think what Aaron's talking about here is, is pretty forward thinking in terms of, you know, um, I think a lot of people trying to deny um, that America's kind of going down the tubes and yeah. going in this direction. Um, which when you look at the what's happening with the money printing and stuff, it's just 2020 was the biggest year of just red flags everywhere showing us that this is indeed happening. But uh, one guy who I thought, uh, I just, was really interesting because um, I guess if you go with Wally and like the more recent media um, with um, what's that movie called, uh, Idiocracy, all this stuff, you know, just playing out exactly as like our worst nightmare, right? <laughs> Basically. And um, but one guy who called this actually before the Industrial Revolution really took f- uh, form was actually Nietzsche. Um, The philosopher, right? He actually, if you go back into some of his stuff um, before he went insane, before, of course, the later term of his life, um, he actually was talking about how the end of industrialism will lead people to essentially be dependent on machines. And that's kind of what idiocracy gets at, what Wally was getting at, and what... um, we're kind of going towards with this digital economy um everything will be digital everything will be convenient everything will be easier and according to the imf um you will own nothing and you'll be happy about it which is absolutely ridiculous and this whole world we're going towards is going to be like uh saying here is going to be completely different i don't even think we understand how it will look um but yeah kind of you have to roll with the punches here as that comes um what parts of it can we take advantage of as like a you know, dystopian society. If, if it does go that way, how can we win in that type of society? And I think, you know, focusing on the digital world and how we can leverage this area to make money um, for ourselves as individuals will allow us as individuals to, you know, do what we want in this world, but that's not going to be the advantage for everybody because most people are, like he says, too lazy to gotta go figure that out. And I would, I would even argue that uh, certainly we could talk about different
1: ways to capitalize financially the real challenge, especially for people tuning in here who are going to have a slightly different, unique intellect, actually think independent mindly, is how are you just going to culturally and sociologically interact with your fellow man? Like, we're already seeing that now. You go online dating mm-hmm. and you have worthless. <clears throat> this. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be pejorative or insulting. I'm trying to be descriptive. You have truly worthless women, <laughs> fat, with tats. Nose rings, other people's kids, acting like hey bear, you better move on. Like, lady, you aren't Jennifer Aniston in 1998. And there's a billion of you, but that is like you cannot even function with these people. Um, I can't even find friends to like go have a beer with. I can't get guys to go climb up a mountain, uh, let alone go on a four mile hike. Uh, so you're with all these trials and tribulations and hard work. Where the where now the robots take care of everything. It is suffering and trial and tribulation that formed very interesting people. So I think our stock of interesting uh, people, you know, actual good character, uh, and I don't even want to say moral, just interesting or forged people, that is going to dwindle. And soon you'll just have a sea of every dope doing TikTok videos uh, with their own. I mean, it's, it's just going to be a horribly boring intellectual life so that's i think is what's going to be the the real hard existential problem going forward in the united states not necessarily money or in the, in the world even mm-hmm. not necessarily money but jesus can i have a smart cook? can i turn on the tv and it not be orange is the new black the third <laughs> you know like the uh, TV's
2: hopeless now i mean yes there's yeah. oh, it's trash it's oh, trash Alex I watched,
0: Martino, Uh with the $2 Super Chat says the balkanization of the USA. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, go ahead, uh, Charlie. Go ahead, buddy.
2: No, I just uh, – some of the commercials, right, because, like, uh, one way that I kind of keep track of what's happening in America <laughs> yeah. in terms of, you know, just general media is, like, just watching commercials during NFL games, right, It's just – You watch and you see just the ridiculousness of this. There's I think the one show recently that came out was like name that tune or something. It's like they play like five seconds of a song. You're supposed to guess what it is. I'm just like, I see that commercial. I'm just like, wow, that looks absolutely terrible. And yet I know probably about 20 different people that are going to watch that thing as soon as it comes out. And I'm just like, oh, man. (laughs) Did Did you guys see the
1: Jeep commercial during the Super Bowl?
0: No. We, we saw the M&M one when the guy hands the girl a bag of M&Ms and says, sorry for mansplaining. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, that that crap. It, it's like, no, I just – I'm not watching And I wonder why NFL ratings are falling. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah.
1: No, it was – It. It's. it's stuff. But, yeah, Charlie was exactly right. You just – if you can watch TV without gouging your eyes out, just watch it as an academic study, and you'll see just the average IQ of the
0: average person tanking. Just <laughs> take. Yep, uh, it's just when you, when you just look at everything. So uh, how can I say this? Your the, the, your best way to survive in this circumstance, Cappy, is to get a a degree in something like computer science or learning a skill that's not going to go away and like it may not be glamorous but again if it came if it came down to like if i lost everything and it came down to me being a plumber and becoming an expert plumber or having some cool white collar job where i make forty five thousand dollars a year i'm going to go with the plumber if if it's down to these two things because plumbing look that's that's been here and it's not going away, and automation is not coming for that for people a very like to
1: poo. There's a high yeah. demand for a people like
0: to poo. exactly, you know what I mean, and so, but you know, everybody wants to go get the four year degree in like you know uh, business administration, or uh you know what are the most philosophy useless shit, and then they come out and they they're. They have no skills. They have debt, and then they're like, "Oh, well, what isn't somebody who to get angry at? Are the rich people? They did this, right? Right? It's the evil, it's
1: the evil Senate Republicans who made you know who took your three hundred dollars of credit and charged you three hundred fifty bucks <laughs> for a tax. Yeah, it was, it was uh whatever his name, Mitch O'Connell or Mitch McConnell or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the the way to now keep in mind when I when I approach wealth, I approach it in terms of free time." I do not yes, necessarily. No, exactly, yeah, exactly. I do not necessarily care about number of dollars in my account. to protect I mean, I do. yourself
0: from poverty is my main thing. Right, how how right. can you safeguard yourself against poverty? Right. Have have an indispensable skill.
1: Um, now, as time has gone on, uh, and of course with the internet, you would. There's the ideal is to have an in demand skill that you could do from anywhere in the world. So you're not, and that's a very narrow niche of the jobs out there. But you're looking predominantly in IT, computers, programming like that um also if you're a Cpa or a good accountant or an accredited accountant in your country that's another thing you can do uh but barring that having a skill that's in demand uh mm-hmm. like a trade yeah uh, that will that will but now you're you're, you can no longer be a digital nomad, and you can't just flee to another country and start making money from, from global sources of revenue. You're very de- dependent on that local economy. And right. frankly, I'm sure the Plumbers Guild or union in Thailand is, is not going to be happy if you just open up, you know, <laughs> big dick American Joes, American plumbing. Uh, right. uh, we'll get right. your pipes cleaned. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, but yes, you're going to be way better off. My favorite is so now I'm going to in pfft, whatever completely low IQ, dumb crap, communications, sociology, international. I'm, I'm trying to find myself. I would go overseas and teach English. So they go over there for a hot six months and they come back. Why? Because they can't survive. They don't have. The yes. Skills. And they come back. They need lot. mommy and dad. Soon they're 35. We see if you want to avoid that. Don't major in the liberal arts. Yep. Don't major in the social sciences. Yep. As usually I say, go stem or go home, but yes, Gappy.
0: having indispensable skills is what is going to help you. Let me tell you something. You don't, you probably don't know about this, but when, when American guys come over to Japan, like they, for the most part, they can keep it together for like, you know, three to five years. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to stop being a loser English teacher. They do something else and stay here or they go back home. Right. Right. Western chicks, dude, <laughs> two years <laughs> max. They make it here. Two Six years. Six months. Max. A lot of the time. Yeah. And you know what it is? It's because the, Japanese, it's guys, it's the Japanese guys ignore them. They cannot compete. They get blown out of the water by the average Japanese girl. The average Japanese girl, Cappy, is stunning. She's thin. She's feminine. She cares about her appearance. She doesn't hate her dad. She has a family and community <laughs> as a normal thing. She will probably, if she's your co-worker and she relatively likes you, so in Japan, this is how it works. So on Valentine's Day, yeah. girls give chocolates to guys that they like. And then on uh, March 14th, one one month later is white day. And the guys choose to reciprocate to the girls if they want to. You could be nice, but like, oh, you know, Jill brought me chocolate. I'll, I'll bring her one. Or if like the, you know, the fucking hot secretary that you've been wanting to bang brings one, you're like, okay, this is my publicly, <laughs> publicly acceptable move here. Um, but, but you know, they just do it. That's just the, the genders. Are okay with it, and always like, oh, you know, like this guy bought me some roses, and that's sexual harassment. And then, okay, we got to stop, uh, you
1: know, White Day, shut, and we shut out. down the whole factory too. While you're at it, you know, and,
0: and yeah. they just don't deal with that over here. So I think, like, you know, and then, and to top it off, they Japanese people work very hard, and Americans typically have a tough time showing up on time, keeping up with the pace, living up to the Japanese standards. Because a lot of these guys are losers. They come from California because it's pretty near. Uh, the ones that typically survive here a long time, Texans, Floridians, New Yorkers do well here. Um, you know, those are the ones that are typically good. Charlie eked his way through being in Minnesota. No, he's. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, the culture is. It, it demands uh, a little grit to stay here. And a lot of these chicks, I remember one chick, she was late for this training. Right, I had to go work at Sesame Street for a while. And I was in the training. She was in training. I knocked my presentation out the fucking park, right? Um, she's there. She shows up 30 minutes late. She's like, well, I'm late because I had uh, an anxiety problem. And my anxiety, we got really bad. And that's why <laughs> I couldn't be here. And I was just like, I just looked at the trainer. And the trainer was this Canadian Chinese chick. I hooked up with her. But uh, she. we just both looked at each other. We are just like, this bitch is retarded. And, uh, you know, that was just, she was completely vindicated in her mind. I was having a panic attack, so I couldn't come to this corporately appointed business deal that I signed a contract to get involved with. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm talking about, where it's not necessarily going to be
1: finances. It will have a financial uh, ramification, but where you are so spoiled and came from such a wealthy suburb or had so much government money thrown at you that you think an anxiety attack is a reason to be 30 minutes late to a company meeting. Uh, this is the low quality caliber of people I'm talking about. How do you function with with that girl and in due time when 90% of the population is like that girl? Like when I get people on my consulting uh, a company, and it's usually men well, I'm, I'm socially anxious and I got th- th- diagnosed with this and that. And I tear into them. I beat the ever living crap. I'm like, don't you dare give me this crap. Da, 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 da. Stop being a pussy. Stop being a whining little bitch. Get your ass out there. And don't you ever use this excuse with me again or anyone else. <clears throat> and that's the first time anyone's yelled at them. But yes, this this pampering yep. is exactly what, what I fear in, in the future society for first world countries, Western countries.
2: Well, that's also why it's hard for people amid this, you know, the, the pandemic or whatever you want to call it when, you know, they have a hard time in a lot of the physical location places where, you know, the easy jobs, like being a waiter, the mindless jobs, you know, going into a retail store, stocking shelves, whatever that's all buy. those jobs going away as you know, businesses decline, uh, in terms of, you know, what's happening in the States right now, you have a hard, uh, a lot of people having a hard time shifting into a digital economy. Uh, and that would be one way where a lot of people can actually you know, thrive during this type of time, um, where maybe, uh, money seems hard to go, but get by, um, for a lot of people, but like what Aaron's saying here, like just as like a foreign country, as an example, right. When you come to a foreign country and you use all these excuses of things are too hard. I don't have, uh, you know, um, enough perseverance, enough willpower to actually succeed in different things. When you have, when you're living in a country where, um, you know the language isn't your own, right? You already have some obstacles. If you can live there for longer than a, a few months to a few years, right, and not melt down, then you generally are able to kind of work outside the bounds of society. Um, but for most people, they can't do that. And then when it comes to right, okay, now I have to work digitally. I don't have to be in an office where people are telling me what to do twenty four seven. I actually have to manage my own schedule. All these things. A lot of these people. Uh, just kind of like melt, right? They just they suck at what they do, and there's so much opportunity in the digital world to make money wherever you are, where whenever you want, however you want. But just yeah. people aren't using enough critical thinking, like you're mentioning here, um, in the rest of society right now, to be able to take advantage of that trend, which is unfortunate. And I I like to just
1: point out a, a story. I think it would he had Andrew Tate on his show. And um, Mm -hmm. it was a Rolo or the Dick Masterson. I forgot who, but they're interviewing Andrew Tate. And they're talking about uh, the compensation that Andrew Tate gave to his webcam girls. And I think it was Rolo asks, so what is it? A 50% 50 cut? And Andrew Tate looked at him and said, you could hear the look. It was such a look over the internet. I didn't actually see the look, but you could hear the look. And he says, no, I just pay him a thousand bucks a month. He's like, so you keep 90%. He's like, look, here's the deal. These girls don't want to do any work. They don't want to learn the IT. They don't want to do the filming. They don't want to connect to the internet. They don't want to set up username. They just want, and it's the perfect example. You can have the most precious commodity in the world. I'm being deadly serious, female youth and beauty. Mm -hmm. And you're so lazy, you can't monetize it. And so you're willing to fork over 90% (laughs) of your earnings potential because, you know, Herman in IT knows how to program a little bit of code on a website. And um, you, you nailed it there, Charlie. It's like there is I'm, – I'm amazed how much opportunity there is. I have more ideas now than I have life expectancy to pursue with different internet digital <clears throat> ways to make money. But I, I am just appalled where I see men and women – where they decide, well, they're what they're going to do on the internet is play video games Mm. or a girl's like, well, I'm going to get a fans only account, but I'm just going to (laughs) show up like, where's the money? It's like, you put any effort into it. Did you dress up in an outfit? Do you do, do you have a shtick? Do you have a a show? Uh, like a buskers, you know how buskers in the olden days, like the street performers you'd have to come up with a pretty good routine. Mm. Yeah. Or if you've ever walked down, uh, Fremont street in Vegas, you know, there's some people who got a pretty good act going on. You're like, okay, that's pretty good. Then there's the, I saw one gal and here's here's your average, you know, millennial Gen Z or no effect to you, offense to you guys. This mm-hmm. gal's like retired a stripper and she was in a thing, a thong bikini thing, but she was about 300 pounds and in a wheelchair. It's like, okay, if that's the effort you're going to put in, I expect you're not going to make a lot of money. So that's, that's tragically the work ethic that you see today with a, with a weak generation of people.
2: And coming back to America, I think John probably had this when he came back just for, you know, Christmas and everything. You get this weird reverse culture shock and it gets worse and worse every time like we come back uh, to America. Uh-huh. I was last yeah. back in, in December uh-huh. of 2019. Uh, I was, you know, and me and John at that time were like, you know, we've been in Japan a while. Maybe it's you know time to consider moving back to America. And then 2020 happened. And you're like, yeah, no. no <laughs> but, no. you know, when I came back, one of the things that I just thought was absolutely hilarious was the fact that now even the mannequins are starting to get a little bit obese. Oh, I'm just yeah. like are you kidding me? Going actually to change the mold of the plastic for the mannequin so that you can put an a plus sized whatever on on people and then you have these like you know I didn't even know about Tess holiday until John showed me this shit and I was just like oh. you, you're absolutely ridiculous, right? Right? You're kidding me, right? And you start seeing these people on advertisements in the States and I come back I'm just like people in Japan would be like like, w- why do you have that person as a model? That person's fat. And in Japan, they're right. People come up to you and be like, yeah, you're fat. Right. And it's okay for them to say it. Like, cause it's, it's just the honest truth. And it's like, you should probably lose some weight. You should probably actually be a little bit healthier. And um, yeah, you're like, oh, thanks for that. I actually appreciate that because, you know, that helps, you know, keep people in line. That's what Japanese people do. But in America, right. Oh my God. Like you offended me so much. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it seems ridiculous, right, being out of America for so long and just looking at it from the outside. But then when you come back and you're just like, has it really fallen this far from the tree? It's just like, God damn. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: You know, Cappy, I want to tell you something too. Mm. Because uh, as far as like hitting the YouTube algorithm goes, you're terrible at it. But that being said, your live viewership and your all your stuff that you've been putting out lately You know, your views are just is so good compared to like, you know, what you could be doing. And I think that what you're saying is resonating. I don't don't think you're just attracting a bunch of psychos. I think you have a voice that a lot of people have going on in their head because they've just logically deduced this. And they're like, am I a psycho? Am I crazy? Am I alone? And I think the Internet is bringing more of these. It's it sounds terrible. Sounds like the perfect CNN headline, but disgruntled (laughs) red pilled men. And, uh, that are, that are, you know, the difference between us and the guys who, you know, kind of tend more to go to the MGTOW side is the MGTOW guys, they, they look at the problems and they bitch about them. Our side, we look at the problems like, okay, how do we adapt? How do we survive? How do There's I, some solutions? Right. Yeah, how, yeah. Like, what are the answers to the problems? And that's the difference between boys and men. And that's just my opinion there. Um, but I think, you know, cause even me, like I'm a content creator and I like, you know, I tell myself like, you know, can't be going around watching everybody's stuff because you got to focus on creating your own. But even I, I get sucked into your stuff because what it is, I think the video request stuff you do is good. And then titles are relevant to things that I think as an American man and Charlie thinks, and even Mac, the day gamer, he's an Irish guy. We all talk about this, this global, uh, like anti white male, anti freedom kind of. SJW anti-white SJW movement, and like anti-traditional anything. Anti-success,
1: people. just but I mean anti-success mm. because um I have a fair amount of, of black clients, and man, some of the heart-wrenching stories I get where little you know, little Jamal wants to make it out of the ghetto, and his own parents turn on him and become Uncle Toms and tell him you can't do that. How dare you lose the yeah? So it's it define it. It's anti-success. That's yeah. really what it
0: is. Mm. They get mad at you. They you know I they have do. I have people now that are like. I can, I'm starting to see like, I've gotten to a kind of a level, a, a, an okay level of success to the point that I've, I'm starting to see leeches pop up in my life that I never would expect to even, I would yep. think people would have more shame to, to to act like this. And I'm just like, yikes, no no wonder rich people hide themselves in private communities and country clubs and, you know, keep the peasants away because uh, that human, that human, that laziness that, you know, that that's built into us really. Um, it's no bueno. It oh, looks like uh, somebody sent you Sam. uh, Sam Whiskey said it twenty four ninety nine. So it looks like okay, Cappy, look out for Hot Dude and Charlie. They made John McAfee cry. We did make John McAfee <laughs> cry. How did you <laughs>
1: wait? The, the, the software guy,
0: yeah, yeah, he was on the Tokyo Crypto Show with us. What'd you do? How'd you make him cry? He, we asked, he we a, asked some compelling questions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to go back, watch the episode is absolutely Isn't brilliant, he
0: like 60 years old. It's
2: 80 it's like 70 he, 80, he's in oh. spanish he's in jail in spain now for running again uh away from taxes Evasion, or right? yeah yeah, All right, yeah
0: it looks like somebody sent me 24.99 so i gotta send you 20 bucks for the deluxe Pokeball. yeah i like that <laughs> <bowl>. <laughs> Boy, you better think about me when you're eating before you say your grace you better say I, grace to me too <laughs> <laughs> the day I say grace to you, this is the day I <laughs> shave my nuts <laughs> uh,
2: That's the way it should be.
0: <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of super chats are coming right now. Let me read them off real quick. Right. Um, Al, ten dollars super chat says, "America is way worse than you guys think. People are actively trying to get other people fired now. My own car got vandalized multiple times for having different opinions. I didn't say anything wild, too. You know what's crazy? Thank you for the ten dollars. I want. I'm going to make a comment on this because I know uh, you guys are history buffs." This is exactly what happened in Nazi Germany um, at the peak of, of Nazi control. The neighbors were ratting on each other. And and you. what's know, funny is that this also happened during uh, the time of World War II in Japan. Neighbors would snitch on each other, be like, oh, you know, he's not that loyal to the emperor. He doesn't want to he doesn't believe we should go fight. And they would fucking go in there seize all your items, take all your metal, liquefy it at the factory because Japan had no natural resources. They would take you out. They would fucking hang you or cut your head off if for, uh, for all because your neighbor snitched on you. And that's, that's the biggest thing that's happening right now in America is the cannibalization of the people, and it's really led by an army of Karens and an army of beta provider dudes that are fucking backing them up and every step of the way and adding laws and adding regulations and, and de- further it's like when in America, like in America is like when in doubt blame men, like what, you know, well, how did men get this problem? That just seems to be public enemy. Number one, if you're a chick, America is the best place in the world to be right now. You can get whatever the fuck you want.
2: except the, best the hot country. man.
0: Yeah. Right. Except for a good looking guy, but you get everything else. Um, but as America, as a man, you're played on hard mode and, um, yeah i just think the cannibalization of the like japanese people really stick together and it's because they're a homogenous society chinese the koreans are very galvanized people they've been fucking bullied their entire history they're finally now getting some clout but they stick together very big time you know the vietnamese thailand you go street, you and you go to thailand and you're not you don't have fun at the ping pong show and you punch the bouncer you didn't punch the bouncer you punch that entire village in the face they're coming for you you know you don't win a fight in thailand but that you don't see that in America. It's so it's so fractured. No, because because what we've done is the
1: there was a, a American culture and homogeneity that that we did have at one time, <clears throat> and thankfully it was our culture because like well we didn't care if you're Irish or Jewish or, or black or whatever. I mean you come here you become an American, so that was our culture. Now because if I would say nothing short of forty years of of uh, K through college even education, uh, we have made it that. The culture, the number one thing in our culture is uh, socialism. I don't mean that necessarily in an economic sense, but uh, certainly you see it, it's a very whichever variant of socialism, whatever ism within socialism. That is what's most important to you. So feminism, obviously, some women are just all about the fact they were born with a particular genitalia. They didn't earn it or nothing. They didn't go down to the factory and build themselves a, a one. They just were born that way. Uh, people are obsessed about their race. They're obsessed about their culture or their uh, ethnicity, um, and or the racism, or you could also talk about just general social sh- socialism itself, where people are like, I'm so proud that I, and if you aren't uh, Trump or whatever, swipe right, swipe left, whatever, and it's like, yeah, but you don't do anything. Yeah, having a belief, you know, okay, let's say you're a Christian. Okay, good for you. That doesn't mean you're of any value to society. You have to do something for society. And so what you're sadly witnessing, John, is this, we are going into idiocracy, but I like to call it idiocracy with vengeful, hateful people mm. because they have nothing else in their lives. I mean, these people literally have, they've never been challenged. They've never had to go through trials and tribulations. They've, and, and they've been told it's, they, they're entitled to whatever. So they fail to grow as human beings. They fail to turn into interesting, let alone full grown adults. And the only thing they got Is this Marxist leftist psychopathic ideology that we're sold? Or what you know, environmentalism, feminism, I'm going to fight for social justice, whatever. And since they got nothing else, they are effing fanatics over it. And they have no problems getting you fired, doxing you, slashing your tires. And the day might come that they kill you. It might actually happen, but that is what you're it's not going to be funny like idiocracy. It's going to be a bunch of dumb people that want to kill you because simply because you got more than them. That's all it's going to boil down to.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, Look at Jeff Bezos, right? There there was already some people putting guillotines on his lawn and shit like that. It's like
0: absolutely insane. And he's he's
1: a lefty. He's a lefty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Let me go through some super chats real quick. Pablo Busco with a $5 uh, super chat says, if the military is pussified, what are modern young men's choices for rites of passage to becoming a man? By the way, Cappy, do you like Whole Foods?
1: Um. I mean, I'm not against whole foods. I mean, if you want to say, Oh yeah, it's organic and charge three times the amount, go ahead. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stop anyone to do that. Uh, but I, I, I personally dislike a lot whole foods. And the, the reason is very simple. You walk in there and it stinks. And I don't know if it's because of the food they're selling or the people that are shopping there, but, um, I've only been in there once because I had to go buy something and the aisles stank. I think it's, both the combination of like organic stuff and patchouli and the people were pretentious. And I'm like, man, I really, they've never done anything to me, but I want to punch about 85% <laughs> of the people in this place. And I'm like, I just don't need this agitation. So I, I very much dislike whole foods, but I, I have no problem with the uh, organic grocers or people opening up stores like that. You know, I, I just won't go in there
0: what do you think about his statement there when he says, what are some, like, did you have a rite of passage? Yeah. What
1: did you do? Pablo's got a great question because there, there is no, there are no real men anymore. And I do mean that baby boomer men and on. Um, I mean, we know, and I'd say we're pretty masculine or we've certainly blazed our own path. But in part because most men are pussies nowadays, uh, and that your mom is going to divorce your dad, usually fifty percent of the time, or there's going to be strife, and certainly <clears throat> you're not allowed to be a masculine man any anymore. Yeah, you cannot rely on your elders, uh, uh, male elders, to set you down this galvanizing uh, path of. Uh, of a rite of passage, and it's going to be self-imposed. Uh, my galvanizing rite of passage was going through college, working full-time and going to school full-time. I nearly starved. It was a miserable existence. I patrolled outside for the U of M security police uh, team. Uh, and it, it's always below zero in winter. It was an absolutely horrible existence, uh, but that forged me into this wonderful, tolerant, not jaded and totally not angry at the world person that apparently everybody likes so much. Um, so that, you know, some people went to war. Uh, I think if you join the military and get sent to battle, you'll get galvanized whether you want it or not, yeah. but it's really going to be your own path. And so you have to force yourself to go to the gym, major in tough subjects. Um, I would not starve yourself because you save money instead of eating. Um, but you know, going on adventures, climbing mountains, uh, the physical feats of endurance and, and pain, uh, living out in the wilderness for a month, uh, something like that is you're going to have to seek that out and do it yourself. Now I think, uh, the pursuit of excellence and independence, like here's, here's a perfect galvanizing experience that is such a traumatizing experience now to Gen Z boys, uh, I think most would have a, a panic attack and cry back home to the mommies and daddies. But here, here's something basic every young man can do: move out of your parents' f in place and don't take none of their money. Yeah. Truly support yourself. Yeah. If you just do that, like you could pay food, clothing, rent, and shelter, and you could pay for your own car, or your own transportation, your own phone. Uh, you do that for two or three years, you'll go, for example, you guys, you went to a completely different culture. And of course, maybe you had a little bit of money saved up and you're not 18 or anything, but that was also somewhat of a a forging process. But I'd say now for every man, the basic rite of passage is if you want to choose it, leave home and don't rely on your parents ever again. And you'll definitely, you know, maybe you won't become Ernest Shackleton, uh, but you will become much more of a man than any Gen Z or, or, or millennial alive today. That you'll be a man. You'll
2: be a man. Yeah. yeah. Getting people to stay out of debt and actually support themselves and like have, have themselves as an actual like a, a gain on society. Like that should be the normal requirement of every human being. But now that that's like a tall ask in society is just you know uh, just a good reflection
0: of the state of affairs there. Let me power through these Super Chats real quick. Colonel Sanders, uh, $5 Super Chats. John, the left hates anyone who seats success and masculinity. They pretend to love minorities. That is sent by a black man, so don't you dare disagree with him, you racist. (laughs) Uh, David T., $5 Super Chat. Intelligence isn't average by definition. Don't apologize for it. I will forgive you for spelling apologize with an S and not a Z. Um, but we all is forgiven. The competent man five dollar super chat says to me, looks like we're sliding towards an 1850s type of bleeding Kansas situation where people inform on anyone that has a different opinion. Yeah, it's already happening. Uh, Instagram is monitoring all um text messages going on inside of their platform for those who are saying they're not going to take the vaccine, so uh, you know. It's just it's an interesting uh clown world that, that we're in. Cappy, what do you think? I think I've asked you this already, but I want to ask your opinion, uh, you know, kind of like uh, get like a futurist uh, opinion on it. Do you see us going back to a maskless world and like, you know, people go to Oof. football games and hey, well, we're going to hang out by the river or we're going to go to the <laughs> beach or we're going to go to the lake? thankfully,
1: uh, some we have states rights in the United States still. So some states have that Florida, South Dakota, where I'm moving, Utah. Um, mm-hmm. People can choose it. Um, You're moving to Utah. No, no, no. I've, I've just Utah doesn't have a mask state. Oh. I spent oh. the better part of a month in Utah solely because of that. How'd you um, like it? You, I like Utah. Utah. Oh, Utah's, Utah's nice. Be- yeah. Be- Utah is beautiful. It's It's the most pretty state in the United States. But the problem is it's very remote. And to go to the most pretty parts of the states like Zion or uh, Moab, you got to be rich because to live in those towns is very expensive. But mm. it's just, yeah, that's my my favorite place to go hiking. Um, A lot of Californians but, moving in. Yeah, well, because their country, their country, their country sucks. Hopefully Rob
0: Rob sorts them out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rob takes care of them. Uh, Yeah, but uh, I I do believe we're going to get there in certain countries, but it will not surprise me at all Mm -hmm. that some countries, but more so in the United States, some states and certainly some cities. Mm -hmm. Because these municipal politicians are some of the most petty dictators ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are going to maintain masks uh, well a year. into. we're going to have masks. Some places will still have masks a year from now. Mm -hmm. And, oh, darn, will that hurt the NFL if major metropolitan areas who are leftists still insist on having a a mask? Oh, I think it will.
0: So, uh, yeah, some places, yes, some places, no. Very interesting. I mean, yeah, I just think, um, I think, yeah, we're going to slowly get back to things, but the way the West is handling the pandemic versus the East, the East is, dude, like, you know, uh, Charlie, uh, when Cappy uh, got on here, he's just like asking, he's like, you know, you're the only person from Rule Zero that's happy on the panel. And I'm just like, <laughs> and, and he's just like, like and I, I think, did, just for the
1: record, I didn't say the rest of them were slicing the wrist to press cider. <laughs> no, I just, no, I just no, say, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It just my happiness is, is outwardly noticed and um he he wondered if being out here had something to do with it and i gotta say for sure like when i went oh, back yeah. to america i was getting de- depressed that's why i stayed inside just was you know smoking weed and eating fucking reeses because it was better <laughs> than going out and communicating with the public is this cheaper it was more efficient it was just like no why would i go because you know what one thing cappy you remember when When you were my friend in America and we just talked about the funniest Simpsons episode or what Conan O'Brien said, not every single conversation need to be Mm. pervasively devolved into politic politics. Remember that when people didn't talk about politics? People don't seem to realize in America. 80s were great. Even early 2000s before Obama, you know, but now everybody is just every moron has a political opinion. What, What did I say? They don't have anything else in life. Yeah. Mm. Like
1: if you're a liberal arts major, you, you're a loser. You have nothing going on yeah. except your politics or your nonprofits or whatever. And that's that's all they have, John. I mean, you might as well be talking to this pen. This pen has more intellectual capacity than your average young American who's a college graduate from the liberal arts and the social sciences, because this pen is going to lecture me about the same effing crap I've heard of since I, I was in grade school. So, yeah, it's it, there was a time back in the day. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry you guys missed the 80s. It was great. We rode bikes all over the place. We got in scrapes. We got took our bikes off jumps and sledding, and we watched Knight Rider and uh, B.A. Baracus and the Dukes of Hazard. No one cared that the, the, the Confederate flag was on top of the General Lee. Everyone was like, I hope it goes off a jump. And that was every kid, black, white, Hispanic. No one even knew about the Civil War. But no, now because... America is filled with such worthless people, such losers who have absolutely nothing left in their life. The programming they got to value this warped social uh, socialism ideology. That's why we can't have
2: conversations outside of politics. Well, that's what it is. Exactly. It's just programming. Right. So they just get programmed by TV, get programmed by the media, get programmed by the school, right? And Mm -hmm. programmed for basically useless conversations or just regurgitating what they've heard without critically thinking about it. Like the, the critical thinking skills that people are being taught, right? It's just gone down the drain. It's it's like, here, just follow this exact plan of what we expect for everybody's lives and follow the pyramid.
0: Make sure you're eating eight to 11 yeah. slices of bread every day, <laughs> eight to 11 servings of, the, of the, the grains, eight to 11 cups of rice every day. You no know wonder yep. everybody's so fucking fat. And it's our and then, own government then, sending us the shit. And then no financial education. Like, um, <laughs> Zero,
2: absolutely zero. Like, yeah, there used to be, you know, you'd actually like, you know, figure out, you know, your monthly expenses and stuff in school, he had home ec right to teach oh you how to do right, a balance, right. uh, you know, life and everything like that. And then just all of these things that were useful, right, uh, when you were growing up that we had in school. Uh, and maybe started going away even when you were getting into college and stuff like that, just like it's totally gone away in terms of, uh, the, the programming that, that, you know, the younger generations hey, have Charlie. Started. Okay. <clears throat> Tina may not know to
1: contribute to her an IRA and she may not understand $180,000 in debt she has for a sociology degree, but she understands and can identify oppression. Okay. And that's
2: really important, uh,
0: Charlie.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it's massively important. It affects her survival and quality of life every single day. Right. <laughs> Oh, um man. we got it's some we got some
0: super chats we're gonna and then we're gonna round uh round it up here. Uh a couple of them are in here. We got uh one second. That's one's there. uh big viz big vis four nine seven five dollars super chats. When Cappy mentions Brazil, I always thought he meant the movie where everything is tied up in endless bureaucracy. Good to know. Yeah, no, he's talking about the country, the country, yeah. Alex Patino, five dollars super chat. Cappy, I I never told you that Utah is the state I grew up in. I got recruited, I got recruited into the army out of Salt Lake City, Mexican from Utah. All right,
1: that's that's a I I I didn't know Alex was from there. Um, but yeah, he he had a great. There's some beautiful mountains in Salt Lake. He I I wonder if he's been to Vernal, but yeah, that's a big fun playground for any young man to grow up in. And the taxes are
0: not bad, right? They don't have crazy taxes. Yeah, they're
1: there. not. They're not that bad. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, they do have an income tax, which I just wish they get rid of, and instead have like a sale. I'm, I'm not depriving or begrudging a government to raise money. It's just like, why do you inconvenience your citizenry by having to fill out an effing form every year and do some dumbass math to calculate what they owe you? It's like, could you just increase the gas tax, or could yeah. you just increase something else? Like just. But yeah, aside from that, uh, that income tax,
0: uh, oh, Utah's great. It's wonderful. Um, I'm trying to find one more donation we got here uh, from a left the nemesis. He sent it into Streamlabs, but I can't seem to find it at the moment. Uh, we'll have to have you ask that to me uh, another time, and I'll ask to Cappy for you. Um, Cappy, listen, we got. I got to go. Going for my training uh, okay. today's episode fantastic uh viewership through the roof as usual uh thank you so much for being here guys uh, i put cap a link to cappy's book poor richard's retirement in the description box below it links to his amazon store you can find all of his books i personally recommend the curse of high iq and enjoy the decline those are the two that i've read Uh, also the book of numbers is his latest book cappy why don't you just give him a quick elevator pitch there
1: yeah, the basically, if, if the topic is financial, I'd say my flagship book is called Bachelor Pad Economics. Actually, I got it right here. You can, and this is uh, a reference guide for boys to up to men. Some, so from the age of 14 to death, it kind of guides you through all the financial decisions you'll make. Uh, <clears throat> the Book of Numbers is my most recent one that is also economics related because you will not spend any more resources, time, energy or effort than your pursuit of women. And I do a cost benefit analysis of the pursuit of women. Uh, that I would say is absolutely critically important because if you look at most men's lives who are destroyed or lessened in some capacity is because they married the wrong woman or spent too much time uh, chasing women. And another book I wrote that is not, um, not as popular is a book called how not to become a millennial. Uh, and that is especially germane to any young man out there, given the indoctrination you're getting and the lies you're getting, it goes and it looks at what the millennials did. And says, hey, do you not want to become them? Well, here's the mistakes they made. And so that it is a very uh, instructional book on how to look at how the world before you, what the consequences of ramifications are. If you do not wake the F up and shuck this brainwashing and using the millennials as kind of like a monkey see monkey don't do comes up with a roadmap to kind of to get you to a life of independence and then there's there's other books i got as well you can find that online but that those are those would be my most germane books to the topic of conversation we're having today
0: if they type in your name which is in the bottom left hand corner aaron clary into amazon your books will pop up for the most part right yeah yeah
1: or and then uh yeah you'll find if you're on amazon that will go to my author page you could find all my books there
0: awesome uh real quick company man five dollar super test is why fill out forms. What will all those bureaucrats do if we got rid of all that busy work? Think, yes, Minister BBC series and Sir Humphrey, you're so right, dude. More dregs to drain on society. But hey, that's enough optimism for you today. I hope you <laughs> got a nice dose of reality, guys. Look, if you're watching this content and you're taking action to fix your life, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna be okay because that's how lost and just, and just hopeless it is for the average American. Um, again, remember we said. 2021 year of crypto fun, man. Uh, This is a year to take a look at this thing. Seriously. Um, The finances, the repercussions of printing 1.9 trillion, they're not going to be good. It's not, it's not, it just, there's not happy days are not ahead of you in America. If you are not actively making a plan to escape and, or uh, make your life better, it's going to get worse. And you have, it's inevitable. You either do something to fix it or prepare to suffer. That's pretty much it. Um, We're not here to be, you know, we're just, we're just, don't shoot the messenger. We're just giving it to you straight. Go check out Aaron's channel, uh, Aaron Clary, assholeconsulting.com. And uh, he does consultations as well. Uh, Charlie has his cultivate crypto mindset course coming out there. Cryptomindsetcourse.com. Get on the waiting list. We had over a hundred people sign up for the waiting list in less than 24 hours. So it's going to be insane. Um, Until then guys, have a wonderful day. We'll be back tomorrow for free consultation Friday. Make money, make muscles, learn game, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out.